wait no longer. Greatness has arrived. Welcome to the Trophy Room, a PlayStation podcast made by the players for the players. I am your host, Joseph, a.k.a. Mr. Badbit, and it is here where me and my best friend Kyle talk about the latest, the greatest, in all things PlayStation. Of course, you can listen to the show wherever you get your podcasts and on YouTube at the Trophy Room. Of course, if you like this show, please consider rating us five stars over on Apple Podcasts, or if you really like us, you could toss a buck our way over at patreon.com slash PS Trophy Room. So with all that said, with all that out of the way, the greatest co-host whoever is, whoever will be, <sighs> Mr. Kyle Stevenson, how are you, sir? I would like to pronounce that our new favorite fruit yes. is orange here at this uh, here at the trophy room. Fuck Why apple. Orange? Fuck apples, Joe. Oh! <laughs> I was hoping you would have gotten it. I could have probably done a better lead up to it, but you know what? Yes. We're here. We're here. All about that uh, vitamin listen, C. It's all about that vitamin C. What type of vitamins does apples give you? Keeps the doctor away. Yeah, you know what else they keep away? Our podcast from the feed. <laughs> that is true. So, FYI, everyone, uh, Apple just did a various amount of changes to the podcast app, the Apple Podcast app. Right now, over just midnight last night, they just took our website down, or our podcast down, rather. Us and a lot of other podcasts as well suddenly just disappeared. So, we actually have no idea... Whether this podcast is going to be on Apple Podcasts this week, we were doing we're too hope- well. Yeah, we were, we were doing the too game well. Too much, you know what I mean. Tim Apple wanted to just you know humble us a little bit. He's like, so. these kids need to be humbled yeah. immediately. Yeah. So hopefully by next week everything is a okay. But in the meantime, head on over to Spotify. Head on over to Amazon. Uh, I think Music has us anywhere. Has us except uh, for Apple. At the YouTube channel will have the video version. You can always watch us or listen to us over there. Absolutely. So there's options. Um, I spent, God, over an hour with tech support today just trying to figure it out. We may have a save tonight, but who knows? It's It's been, um, I'm going to be real with you. It's been a really soul-crushing past 24 hours for me so again we love y'all thank you all so much the community really um held us up today held me up because i absolutely needed it so thank you all so much for your understanding and again hopefully in a week this is all just a bad dream but kyle we have so much to talk about today the three main topics that i want to talk about is sony accidentally teases the PlayStation Plus Video Pass. We're going to talk about the reversal on Sony's behalf, bringing back the PS3 and PlayStation Vita stores. The Vita lives. And last but not least, we're going to talk about Horizon Zero Dawn becoming the next game of the Play at Home initiative. That said, Kyle, it's time for a Patreon pitch. I'd like to thank our patrons over at patreon.com slash PS Trophy Room. Like we say each and every week, and this week, definitely one of them. If we ever got you through a long car ride, tough day at work, home situation, whatever the case may be, it really does help us out if you toss us a buck our way over at patreon.com slash PS Trophy Room. I want to thank our platinum producers, Todd Burowitz and Too Soon. I want to thank our gold members, Chaotic Monkey, Gavin Goffrey, Griffin West, Jose Jimenez, Jedi Master Ren. Metal Kirby, our Silver Plus members, Hide Indoors, Marcus O'Neill, oh, it's just Ray, JB the Purple, Purple Monkey, Jadis Von Metal, 
Tim Ulf, and Justin Rodriguez. Everybody, thank you all so much for your support. And Kyle, let me tell you something. I don't know why, but this is the first time. We've said Jedi Master Ren's name on this show countless of times, yeah. right? But in that voice as well. For some reason, this is the one week it broke me. I found it hilarious. <laughs> That said, again, everybody, thank you all so much for your patronage. It really does mean the world to us. Um, I'm hoping by Friday we have the Resident Evil Road to Greatness episode. So if you are a patron of the $5 and up tier, we're going to have a in-depth review discussion of Resident Evil 4. It's been a journey. I got so much thoughts in my brain Did you finally about finish this it? game. I'm on the cusp. <laughs> God damn it, I'm on Joe. the cusp. By tomorrow. By tomorrow. Okay, I'll fight off Tim Apple. I'll have this okay. whole thing fixed. I was really, uh, Kyle, I was really going, okay, I'm going to f- beat Res- Resident Evil 4 today. And then, again, Tim Apple came in. And he's like, no, 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 no. I'm going to give you iTunes homework to do. So I'm going to finish it tomorrow. iTunes problem or no, no iTunes problem. Trust me, Kyle. Okay. You just got to believe, Okay. And then we're going to have this episode, and trust me, I got thoughts, and we all thinking it. We all got the person we have a qualm with, an issue with. That's Ashley. <laughs> I got thoughts about Ashley. All negative. <laughs> <laughs> that said, Kyle, it's time. And check out that episode. It's going to be great. Again, this Friday. Road to Greatness. RE4. It's time to square up the news. From IGN, Joe Scrubbles writes, Sony accidentally teases PlayStation Plus Video Pass. Sony has seemingly accidentally released information about an unannounced PlayStation Plus Video Pass, which could add movie and TV content to the existing PS Plus subscription service. Spotted by VGC, the PlayStation Poland website added, and then quickly removed, a banner that showed off the apparent service accompanied by text that, when translated, reads, quote, A new benefit available for a limited time on PlayStation Plus. PS Plus Video Pass is a trial service active from... April 22nd, 2021 to April 22nd, 2022. Sorry. They did did it in German, German, in European dates. Really just throwing us all off. The subscription benefit is available to PS Plus users in Poland, end quote. The banner seen above includes images of Venom, Zombieland, Double Tap, and Bloodshot all of which are movies made by Sony Pictures. It's possible that Sony plans to use its own movie portfolio to add value to its PS Plus subscription benefits. What a strange service. Why why do we need this? (laughs) Kyle, why do we need this? This seems like a... What a bizarre move, because just, what, a month ago, we were talking about how PlayStation was getting rid of their movies and TV from the Mm -hmm. store. We are like, Good idea. Who bought a movie from the PlayStation Store? Yeah. Right? Yeah. Like, I remember I bought one that Star Wars because of the theme, and they never gave me the theme. I still got issues with the Sony. But, like, we all were like, yeah, this is this is a no-brainer. Get this off and focus on games, games, games. Sure. And now we have this for a limited time video service? I. It seems odd, especially because... PlayStation 5, in particular, has so many streaming services attached to it already. You, right. you look at the, the, the PlayStation remote that you can use for media, the media remote. It has dedicated mm-hmm. buttons to YouTube, Netflix, Disney+, and Spotify. 
So yeah. it's it's dedicated to these streaming services already. So why give us movies and stuff as part of this when they're pr- most likely already on other services? Yeah, it, it's it's really bizarre. Unless I think Sony you... is going to pull everything from all the streaming services and just use this. N- not at all. Actually, I, I've I think recent deals. Bad. Yeah, recent deals. Uh, oh, in, yeah, in... Spider-Man's coming to Disney Plus. Right. Yeah. So, like today, we have like a partnership between Sony Pictures and uh, and Disney. It looks like some type of strategic partnership that's going to be driving a whole lot of profit over towards Sony's end. At the same exact time, they made a deal with Netflix as well for something similar. Mm-hmm. Sony's been kind of positioning them and 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 kind of navigating themselves through this new landscape for them because look i'm gonna be honest with you guys their tech isn't killing it their production company is one of the most profitable things that that studio has and gaming and so they don't have you know the ability of a microsoft to say hey this is our game pass service nor do they have the tech behind themselves or the financials behind themselves to say hey we are going to make our own netflix service so they have to make these deals and seeing this video pass just kind of seems a bit ridiculous Redundant and kind of it, it it doesn't it does nothing for me and again you know this is right now a rumor it will be official it seems like by the time this episode goes live but like what what can this be because i think the best case scenario for us is hey as well as some games we get each and every month which they've been really great so far mm-hmm. here's a spider-man or here's you know a you know, here's a Breaking Bad um, as well to, to, to kind Complete of tack on. Complete opposite ends of the spectrum right there. <laughs> <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. But, like, you know, here's some extra entertainment every month. I I think it's a cool idea if Netflix didn't exist, but... Yeah, for sure. I have no idea what this service is, and I have no idea where anywhere in this would appeal to me, because... I have Netflix. I have Disney Plus. Yeah. I have, you know, a lot of the Sony productions like are also on Apple TV. Like, um, for all mankind is a Sony production on Apple Plus. So like, to me, is it, is it like they're taking from different productions or different shows from different, you know, services to tack on here? And it's only for a limited time for a year. It just doesn't make much sense, no. Kyle. And like, if, if you're watching the video version behind me, you can see one half of all the Blu-rays I own. And I do probably own already anything that they could possibly put on the service as far as like yeah. Sony is concerned. I I don't see it. I think there could be a cool use for it for like a full like themed month. So like imagine yeah. like Spider-Man 2 comes out and you get along with Spider-Man, you get some goodies through PS Plus, maybe like Miles Morales is free whenever that comes out. And mm. then in addition you have Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse, Spider-Man Far From Home and whatever also on the video pass to kind of coincide with it. But but again, even then it's not really needed. Also I hate the acronym of the PS Plus video pass. PSPVP. <laughs> it's too long. Yeah. Too many P's. This 
I think you're totally right. And I'm trying to find a way where this makes sense. And it just doesn't. And it does give me the fear, Kyle. Maybe it gives others the fear because we've seen Sony have this bunch of mixed messaging here. Look, we're talking about some confusing news right now. Hopefully it'll come out and it's something that we can get behind. But again, we have all these entertainment services. I don't need an extra one. I come to, you know, I, I come to PlayStation for the games. I don't come here to watch a movie or a TV show. I tune in to Netflix. I tune into Hulu. I turn in, you know, anything else. There's so many at this point. Like we were complaining about it earlier. There's so many streaming services out there that it's just too many to take, to, to keep track of. And I don't see how this incentivizes me as a PlayStation gamer. Yeah. To, to, to stick with it, like to, to stick with their media side. I already use my PlayStation as my media destination for the most part, yep. but like, again, it's not for this video pass. Are we, Kyle, are we dealing with a out of touch Sony again? Like, let's just keep it to it straight. Is this something that is promoting synergy with, within the brand or is this really just Sony saying, Hey, this is our game pass? This is what we're no, trying to do. I definitely don't think that it's Sony saying this is our game pass. Absolutely not. No. Okay. I do think there is some Sony exec that's not part of the games division that's like, hey, we should have this synergy between our entertainment side of things and games because frankly, the PlayStation side of things is crushing it. So right. let's get some of let's get a little bit of that rub for our entertainment services and kind of combine them in like under one Roof. So I definitely think it was an outside exec's decision. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not like, again, it's not for us, but I'm sure there's some people who maybe can't afford that monthly subscription. And mm-hmm. and if the details are out and it seems like a heavy or, or, or a lot of things being offered for those people, it might be worth it. It might be a cool little benefit to a price that you're already paying and already getting it's value with the games every month, pretty much. So I, it's not a bad thing, per se, mm. but it's just something that I think us and a lot of people just will never use, just like the other video section. So you think this is just them going, hey, this is um, more value. This is just yeah. us tacking on a service that is already great mm-hmm. and us thinking we're going to add even more value to it uh, rather yeah. than... It, I could see that. That also, like... What if this isn't in America? This could be a Europe-only thing. Because I don't know how the streaming services work in, in other countries. I know right. I know they're from talking with our friends like Fiona and, and, and Sean Capri about how like their Disney Plus offerings are not the same as ours. or They don't even have HBO. They, they don't have HBO no. Max. So right. like there is that kind of like weird kind of cross-section. So it could be just mm-hmm. for international um, players out there. For like, a I mean, as much country. as I want to be a negative Nancy, if I'm getting shows from that are crossed from like a Hulu to a Netflix to an Apple Plus and bringing them into one place and I can kind of chill out and watch them, I don't think that's the most terrible thing. No. But again, as a PlayStation fan, I just don't see the inherent value of it because... I am going to my Apple TV for the most part for those things. Um, you know, like for me, I'm, I'm sitting here, I'm playing my games on my PlayStation. Sure. I'll use the media app. Again, this is my hub. Um, so that like I'll chill out and I'll watch like a Brooklyn nine, nine on Hulu. But usually I'm walking downstairs. I'm asking my brother, Hey, what do you want to watch? And we're, 
usually using a, an, an Apple TV to go and, and, and surf those things. So to me, though, I don't think this is, this adds any value. I don't think we're talking to a Sony that doesn't get it. I saw a lot of that. Um, I saw a lot of people tossing around with this news of like, Oh, remember Xbox TV movies, TVs and movies. I think this is just another Powers situation. Sure. Remember yeah. the show Powers? Never watched it, but I know it was heavily featured <laughs> in the PSN store. Exactly. That was the PlayStation, I think it was like TV mm-hmm. exclusive show that like just never took off. PS View, it, right? That was PS View. I believe Or that so. did that predate View? I think predated view. And again, this is weird because we've seen PlayStation try these things. Great example that I totally forgot because there's been so many PlayStation view with, with live sports and, and all these shows and who needs cable when you got PlayStation view and that not work out. So maybe this is view light where it's just adding a little bit of value to a service. But at the same exact time, I just don't. I don't think this is like all hands on deck because Sony doesn't get it. I think this is very much, yeah, an exec came down and it was just like, synergy? Yeah. Synergy. Synergy. Yeah. And that's, and that's what Sony's really trying. I mean, if you take a look at what we've seen out of Sony, um, you know, with the games as movies that we're seeing or games as, as entertainment with The Last of Us, Twisted Metal, I think, is supposed to have a show, mm. the Uncharted movie. We could see that synergy kind of take place. Maybe this is them trying to do the same here, but yeah. I just don't see it. I just don't see it connecting. I, I hope that, I hope in whatever those meetings are where, where there's like, like synergy, synergy, <laughs> synergy. There's also just another guy sitting in the corner, right? Or 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 lady or or non-binary friend sitting in the corner, mm-hmm. just waiting patiently for their time with a old Walkman in their hands. Like, is it my time? <laughs> Can we bring it back? When do I hop in? When's the synergy happening with the Walkman? Yeah. When's Dude, it? what if we had a PlayStation Walkman? I think they saw the Zoom and was like, you know what? Ah, we're we're good. <laughs> but uh, but I'm talking about like, listen, Vita Vita. They say means life. I know it means death. Just PlayStation soundtracks. It's just no. It's just a PlayStation portable, but it's it, it has two brands we know and love. Man, mm. look at me. Maybe I'm that exact. You know, synergy, synergy. Kyle. Synergy. 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 Enough about this rumored <laughs> video pass <laughs> that worries me because I feel like the next story is going to give a lot of us a lot of hope that we're going to see. Sony be a lot more reactive to the audience. So take it away, Kyle. Uh, Rebecca Smith over at PS Lifestyle writes, PS3 and Vita PlayStation stores will not close after all. PSP store will still cease operations. At the end of March, Sony announced the PlayStation 3, PS Vita, and PSP stores would close in the summer, causing widespread outcry. Sony appears to have listened to the concerns of customers and developers and has now announced the PS3 and Vita stores will no longer close. The PSP store will still close as planned on July 2nd, however. The full statement reads, Recently we notified notified players that PlayStation Store for PS3 and PS Vita devices were... Let me back that up. Recently we notified players that PlayStation Store for PS3 and PS Vita devices was planned to end this summer. Upon further reflection, however, it's clear that we made the wrong decision here. 
So today I'm happy to say that we will be keeping the PlayStation Store operational for PS3 and PS Vita devices. PSP Commerce functionality will retire on July 2nd, 2021 as planned. When we initially came to the decision to end purchasing support for PS3 and PS Vita, it was born out of a number of factors, including commerce support challenges for older devices and the ability for us to focus more of our resources on newer devices where a majority of our gamers are playing on. We see now that many of you are incredibly passionate about being able to continue purchasing classic games on PS3 and PS Vita for the foreseeable future. So I'm glad we were able to find a solution to continue operations. I'm glad that we can keep this piece of our history alive for gamers to enjoy. While we continue to create cutting-edge new game worlds for PS4, PS5, and the next generation of VR. Thank you for sharing your feedback with us. We're always listening and appreciate the support from our PlayStation community. Jedi Master in writes in with this. And you can write in and you can send us your thoughts, your questions over to PS Trophy Room on Twitter or send us your thoughts and opinions and questions over at the Trophy Room Discord server. Link in the description. Uh, Jedi Master in writes, victory, victory, victory is ours. Our uproar has overturned the corporate tyranny and reversed the legacy PS3 and Vita stores from closing. The force is strong with these gamers on the internet, but the big question is, how long have we bought these storefronts? Six months? A year? Look, we know Sony wants them closed. Yes, they reversed the decision, but it makes one Jedi Master think they've shown us the inevitable future. Regardless, Kyle, this is a great question because, yeah, look, I did not think this was happening. No. Right? Like, I, I thought closed. Okay, this hurts, but go out there, find a PS3 fast before, <laughs> before they're like 800 bucks on, on, uh, on eBay. That said, they listened. That's huge. It is pretty huge. So, do you think, you know, Jedi Master Ren seems pretty optimistic but he knows the end is still nigh do you think the end is nigh for these stores do you think it's close how much time do you think it it, we actually bought these storefronts so i think the lost episode a couple weeks ago that you can only watch on twitch i i think this is when we talked about it there and i mentioned Mm -hmm. how like it didn't bother me that these stores were closing right it didn't bother me too too much because i i thought that that would force them to kind of make it backwards compatible forward PS5 and beyond like be able to play these things on the newer things that we already have um mm-hmm. i'm i'm happy that they're they're not closing now because of like game preservation history i love that that's why i buy physical media anyway mm-hmm. but i don't think even in the statement right they said something like um the ability for us to focus more of our resources on newer devices where a majority of our gamers are playing on. So even in that statement, they're kind of like poking at you like, okay, you got it, but we we were taking it away so we can work on these cool new things and make it easier for future stuff. So mm-hmm. I, I do think it's still numbered. I do think it's probably maybe two years, three mm. years maybe. I, I would almost would have rather them saying, you know what, instead of closing them in six months... We're going to give you a set date in a year or two from now. So that way you have the time to buy what you want to buy because I saw a lot of people just mass buying, panic buying, all these things. And now you have time to budget out and truly get the things you definitely want. Mm -hmm. 
Because, spoiler alert, not everything on those stores are worth buying and playing. Yeah. Like, I think you're, you hit it out of the park, Kyle. I absolutely think the days are still numbered. And I actually would have rather them say, hey, listen, we got you. We're not closing them tomorrow. We're not closing them in in July or August. Um, I kind of like how Nintendo, how Nintendo kind of laid it out with the 3DS. I think we, and the Wii went. Yeah, and the Wii was just like, hey, we're going to phase these things out over time, and then they're going to be gone forever. Now, again, for as a gamer, as someone who, you know, champions game... uh, um, Preservation. Preservation, thank you. Uh, You know, I... I do love this move that they're saying, Hey, listen, we're, we're not closing it down. Don't, don't color me as like all, all old games are old and yeah, toss yeah, them yeah. aside. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying that. I am very surprised that they've gone out and said, you know what? You're right. So much so that we're keeping these things here. And I love what you said as well. Like, yeah, we're continuing to create cutting edge new game worlds with the PS4, PS5, next generation of VR. Um, it does kind of hint that there are bigger things over the horizon. And I think that's what it is. I think Jedi Master Ren, enough time is bought for whatever service is going to come out to say, hey, here's your PS3, here's your PS2, here's your PS1, here's your PS Vita, even backwards compatible game service. I think that's how much time we've really bought these things. But it also goes to show how much negative PR there was because, yeah, like I really saw this move of them going, okay, it's over, it's done. It's only people that are like, you know, really whine it's twitter that's complaining they're Mm -hmm. not real so let's just continue on but i really think it is something you said they saw people start buying these games again i think they really did see the negative blowback when you see an xbox be so great and transparent and forward thinking with their backwards compatibility yeah it, it is a really bad look to start closing stores it is also funny to note PSP store. Still gone. Yeah. Still gone. So I don't think there was much love there, but yeah, I I think PlayStation has a responsibility to preserve these games because it is art. Whether that art is a Picasso painting or not, it, it belongs to be preserved. And not a lot of this code or, you know, some game code just gets lost. I think, what is it? Final Fantasy VIII, I think, is one that's like just or thought to be completely lost through the ages, mm. like not eight. I don't think eight. Maybe, not eight. Maybe not. I, I, but I've heard. I've heard but, game yeah. codes that have either been lost in a hard drive somewhere, and they can't. Like yeah. the only way to get it is what's ever on the servers to buy anyway. Pretty much. Yeah. Yeah. The, their daughter got hold <laughs> of the Hewitt Packard Bell, yeah. and she accidentally deleted before, all the files. Before we get into the next couple of questions, does yeah. this ease your mind at all? To the outcry that was, oh, arrogant Sony's back. Not worrying about their their the the gamers that were God, I hate saying the gamers. The the, yeah, the PlayStation ecosystem. Yeah. Um does that ease any fear of arrogant Sony just doing whatever they want and not really thinking too too far ahead about it? Yes and no, because when I see PlayStation, you know, video pass. Video pass. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That does scare me a little bit. Mm-hmm. But when I do see these things of like, I, I think what it gives me hope is 
knowing that we're not fighting or we're not talking to an arrogant Sony. I think we're talking to a different Sony that we don't know as gamers who we're talking to yet because nobody's talking out of there. Um, but we are seeing a more reactive Sony, a Sony that knows, oh shit, okay, pendulum swinging, we got to do something fast. That's why I don't think, you know, that video service is the answer, that counterpunch to Game Pass. No. Um, and I do think this here is them saying, listen, guys, we get it. We get it. We're listening to you. We made a mistake. We made a oopsie. And you would have not seen that out of Arrogant Sony. Arrogant Sony would have been like, get a second job and buy that retro piece of tech, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I do yeah. feel bad for everyone that went out and bought the games physically for outrageous sky, <laughs> sky prices. Like, yeah. there was this compilation on PS3 uh, physically of the best of the PlayStation Network. It had, like, Fat Princess on it. Mm-hmm. I believe it had a Pixel Junk game and a couple others that I can't remember. But that thing skyrocketed up into the couple hundreds of dollars after Ooh. this news. And you Ooh. know there were a couple people that went out there yeah. and picked it up for that price. And they got to feel really not great about that right now. I mean, I'm going to be honest. I was thinking about buying a Vita again just to play some PS1 classics. I, 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 bought, the, I bought a new charge cable for this beautiful blue, <laughs> blue boy here. Because yeah. I, I thought, all right, let me go get all the PS Classics. I have a few months. Let me look through the store, whatever. Yeah. Um, and now, now you got a lot of time. Now I got some time to really think about it, not mass buy games that I'm just going to own and not really play anytime soon. Yeah, I, I'm right there with you. So great question, Kyle. I really do think I think we kind of got a little bit ahead of ourselves, but it's we're still on some, you know, not not, I guess steady ground we're we're on a fair footing i guess we got through the first overpass fine yes (laughs) there's still a lot more mountain to climb (laughs) absolutely awesome dave uh leet writes in with the several ps3 slash vita stores being or reversal sorry uh, the ps3 and vita uh, stores being closed do you guys think this will lead developers opting not to create uh, uh, for the Vita due to the latest dilemma? I know some developers had canceled some games slash ports already. Do you think they may be a small resurgence in development for Vita due to the public outcry about the platform? I know I have been using my Vita a bit more over the past couple of years. I am waiting on a 16 gigabyte card to come in the mail since I bought a bunch of eight and four gigs already. Damn. Awesome. Dave. Damn. Kyle, what do you think here? Do you think that devs are going to come back to Vita? Uh, I don't know if there will be any like rush to come back Mm -hmm. to Vita, but I do think those games that were, canceled because of this they are going to be brought back and finished up and get done i think i i think this this week or next week scourge bringer is coming to vita yeah um and and i think that i'm not sure if the because there was a physical collector's edition of that game for vita that i wanted to get but it's gone from the internet i'm wondering if they took it down because of this news so i'm hoping it goes back up soon i do i do hope that people still make Vita games for it because if we don't get that then we won't get those kind of cool things like I don't know if you know but somebody made a homebrew Halo game on an Atari cart no way like an Atari version of Halo I I remember seeing that years ago like 
or old Genesis games that work on mm-hmm. a Genesis card that work in your Genesis, like brand new things. Like yeah. I like those kinds of cool new ideas. So I'm hoping that people don't forget about the Vita and make it because it is a perfect system for a a small indie title to to really just make and have fun with. I think the craziest thing was one of the like an ex Vita dev was just like Sony knows you're stealing the games. Mm-hmm. One of the things that led to the demise of the Vita what were the people that were pirating the games. They saw that. They saw that break in the Vita OS. They saw another possibility of the PlayStation 3 blackout happening. And they just killed that thing fast. So it is on one hand, um, you know, I do, I do like that they're keeping the Vita alive for now. I don't know if devs are going to rush back to the Vita. Yeah. I think the ones that are reliant on that platform definitely are. And the ones that aren't are going to kind of throw it aside and focus their, 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 uh, their devs on the projects that are going to probably make them more money. But it does go to show that there were still support for Vita even up until this day, because it's such a beautiful piece of tech. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's such just a, it's kind of like the PSVR group. It's we're a small bunch, but damn, we'll buy every single game that comes out. It I feel like, so yeah, I, I think this also buys time for those devs that are strapped for cash that literally just bought a dev kit um, to continue to make games for the system. But I think after those games are done, I, if I'm that dev, I'm like, okay, do we, do we want to do this? Do we want to do this again and maybe have our hopes or our dreams, you know, dashed right in front of us? Sure. I don't know. Yeah. You know, that's a great question, Dave. I, and it goes back to like how many, how much time have we bought from the, from, you know, from this hoorah about backwards compatibility and about mm-hmm. uh, the PS3 of Vita stores, how much time? And I think if you're a dev, if I was, I'd be like, this is my last game on the Vita it's been real, but here you go. Um, and yeah, that's that's what I'm thinking. Now, the most famous Seamus I've ever met in my entire life writes in, with the PS3 and the Vita store safe for now, do you think you'll buy a bit more stuff from the store just in case Sony decides to close them? Are you going to be buying some more stuff? I'll be buying some Vita stuff. Because yeah. I, I did the thing that I think a lot of people did was to search on Google like the best Vita games to get before the store closes down, and there were yeah. there were a couple on that list. Uh, not that I can't name any off the top of my head right at this moment that I did not own or have not played that mm-hmm. I I need to get to to just have just in case I there's a lull and I want to pick it up and play. I'm gonna be honest. I'm thinking about buying. A PS3 again. I, you know, Ray Martinez in the, in the Discord, he was just like, Hey, I got a PS3. It's yellow lighted. Do you want, I'll sell it to you for like 25 bucks. I'm thinking about taking them up on that offer. Uh, but my local retro store hasn't gotten back to me saying if they could fix the yellow light of death yet. So like, I am actually thinking about purchasing the PS3 because you know, Kyle, I think the audience says PS3 is a big blind spot, uh, blind spot in my, in my PlayStation lineage, lineage. And I feel like I owe it to the audience, to you, Kyle, to go back and actually give resistance a fair shot. Like I'm given right now infamous a fair shot and infamous too. My goodness. Huge step up. So like huge step up for the first 10 minutes. My God. I I really appreciate the PlayStation 3 
because there's something that like, you know, there's a lot of charm because it's right where towards the end of, of the PS3's generation, you kind of saw Sony understand what's going to make these games be the killer hits and be the killer apps that that they're going to be on PS4. And I really do think it's PS4 generations technology that really pushes those games forward because I do see greatness in games like Infamous 1 and Infamous 2. Absolutely. I do see greatness, you know, from from the early Uncharted. So I the, it has a lot of charm. Now that the failure is gone, now that the bad tastes in in the go get a second jobs out of your mouth, um, it's 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 a charming little box. So I really do want to go back and give some classics of the good college try because you know me, Kyle. Old game old mechanics games. are old. Mm-hmm. PS3, my goodness. Remember when they were like, let's put the main action of your shooty shooty bang bang gun over to your R1 instead of your R2? Yeah, that was a whole generation. A whole generation were like, Sony, we don't think this works. They're like, nope, 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 we're different. (laughs) Nope, we're sticking with it. This is what it is, and you're going to like it. We're like, I don't think we are, though, Sony. I don't think we are. Plus, if you do get that OG, like, uh, Fatboy PS3, I believe the 80 gig or 60 gig. Like, yeah, you can play PS2 and PS1 games on on that bad boy. And that's what I really, and that's why I'm really tempted. Yeah. Because PS2 is where I got some, some, deep love for yeah so absolutely absolutely my dude kyle oh my goodness oh my goodness here's the news that i really wanted to talk to you all about take it away sir uh rebecca smith over at ps lifestyle writes sony oh my god Horizon Zero Dawn Complete Edition, available to redeem for free on the PlayStation Store starting now. Another play-at-home update to share soon. The next free game to be included in Sony's play-at-home promotion, Horizon Zero Dawn Complete Edition, will be available to download starting today. Horizon Zero Dawn Complete Edition includes the base game and the the Frozen Wilds expansion, as well as a variety of costume and item packs. The game will be available to redeem and download for free until 8 p.m. Pacific time on May 14th. The promotion is due to run through June with more game and entertainment offers to come. Sony has promised they will have another play at home update to share soon. Ooh, so real quick, right off Kyle, the bat, yeah, are, is that entertainment offer the video pass? Okay, is is that what that is? Okay, I just it just clicked as I read that, huh? Because I know they did a Funimation partnership, right? right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I have no idea what Funimation is. Anime. <laughs> None whatsoever. Okay. Okay. So and they also own Crunchyroll? I believe so. Okay, well, let's go for it. I and I believe Joe are what you would call weebs. I don't know. Uh-huh. <laughs> we don't know anything <laughs> about that. Yeah. But. No, I think you're, I think you're 100% on the money. And that gets me a little bit more confident of like, okay, so maybe when we wake up tomorrow, we wipe the sleep from our eyes, we see, hey, this video pass is just an extension of play at home. And I think that brings me a little bit more at ease as I'm talking myself through it. I also can't wait to see how wrong we are I know. about this as well. I know. But honestly, they say more is to come. And more game. More game. Through June. So you got to think May and June. So Two more months. Yeah, I, I know what I'm thinking. I don't know. What, what are you I thinking? Am. I'm Go thinking Ghost it. of Tsushima is one of them. 
No way, Kyle. 100%. No yes. way. That game has sold 6.5 million copies. I'm they, telling they you. They have so much more to sell. I'm telling you. All these play-at-home things are PS4 and uh, smaller things on the, that are PS4-based. Nothing truly PS5 yet. So what if, what if it's it's Ghost of Tsushima and you'll be able to get like the PS5 upgrades or whatever with it? No way. I don't know. I don't believe I'm that. swinging for the fences, Joe. I'm that going is hard. Crazy! <laughs> you are out of your mind. If you, I was thinking, I thought you were going to say God of War. I mean, like, yeah. Oh. Happy three three year birthday, by the way, God of War. Yeah, happy birthday! Congratulations, was Corey. Real the team close to putting that game in and playing before we recorded today. Well, what if that is the game that that they're given? You know the PlayStation Four owners, because I know if you if if you're on PlayStation Five, that's part of the games with the PlayStation Collection. It seems like they've gotten most of the money that they're going to get for people from that mm-hmm. game. So why not just say, "Hey, everybody, Ragnarok's coming." Horizon toss that in. There. Isn't Horizon also on that collection? No, I don't think so. It's not. Okay, I take that back. The, the only reason Do you want to know s- what is you want to know what is Kyle? What game of the generation, Bloodborne. <laughs> that was already given away. and seventy-two days since the launch of Bloodborne Kyle. That was off the top of my head. That was already given out though, right? Not as a not as a play at home game. No, but like two users to keep forever kind of thing. It was one of the PlayStation Plus games a while oh, back. Yeah, yes, yeah, that's what I'm thinking. Again, why not give people a reason to punch a wall, Kyle? <laughs> I mean, I but guess. I don't know. This is really awesome because when I posted this on Twitter, a lot of people were like, yeah, I'm going to try this game out. Yeah, this first time I'm going to be giving you this a go. You are in for a treat. You are in for a treat. So this is awesome. And I think this very much alludes to we're getting Forbidden West this year. I, I know, you know, the world situation is what it is, but I definitely think we're getting horizon forbidden west i think this is one of the the keys i think the promo with epic as well you know last week is just another clue to it so yeah this is awesome go get your hands on this this is fantastic yeah and please if you've already played horizon zero dawn play the frozen wilds that expansion is so good kyle real talk i have not played it and it is i forget what came out around that time that i was like oh when i'm done with this i'll get to that and it, it just it was totally flew past me. It was winter twenty eighteen. No, not okay. twenty eighteen. Because it showed yeah. up as a surprise thing during no twenty sixteen. Yeah, twenty yeah twenty twenty sixteen, and that was the year. Oh 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 Mario Odyssey. Mm. But why would that game catch my attention? I don't know. I was hyped up on 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 Nintendo at the time. I don't know. Mario Odyssey, just all right. Yeah. Let me Let's, let me double check. Odyssey, can I just say something very... Can I get the fanboy hat on for just a second here? Go ahead, put it on. November Astro- 7th, 2017 is when Frozen Wilds came out. Uh, when was that? Sorry. 2017, November 7th. November 7th. I'm going to say something very crazy. Asher's Playroom over Mario Odyssey. And it's not even close. Not even close. To everyone screaming in your car, remember, he has the fanboy hat on. That is why he said that. And, honestly, if it sold so well, why wouldn't Nintendo kill him? 
Makes you think. Got Makes a you point. Th- think, Nintendorks. Kyle, here's a bit of flash news. Read it away, sir. Yeah, so over on uh, Twitter, uh, Shinobi, there was a full article on UnrealEngine.com all Ooh. about Returnal. And a lot, of, a lot of info on Returnal because it's coming out in a mere nine days as of this recording. Yeah. Very, very excited. Um, just a couple of highlights from that article that Shinobi, uh, put, uh, Shinobi602 on Twitter put up. Uh, it continues Housemark's gameplay is king philosophy. Easy to pick up, but hard to master. Everything handcrafted yet procedurally connected. Time right. loop adds hidden narrative layers through repetition. You uncover the story through cutscenes, VO, audio logs, questioning earlier moments, you decipher the answers. So it seems like you're in control of figuring out the story. It's not going to beat you over the head with it. Ooh. Um, Celine B. You, know you know what game also does that guy? Yeah, I know. <laughs> Celine being Greek American and marooned on the planet Atropos, one of the three sisters of fate in Greek myth, is uh-huh. intentional. Housemark okay. wants players to question and research everything they see and hear in the game. Design influences from classic dark sci-fi entertainment, Lovecraftian horror, Lynchian soundscapes and stories. Creature design inspired by otherworldly deep sea creatures. Uh, shifts to first person for story moments was put was put players further in Celine's shoes and provide a closer view of her memories, environments, etc. 4K and SSD driven. Load times Ooh. are incredibly fast due to roguelike nature. Special emphasis on dual sense, alt fire through adaptive triggers, 3D audio, feel the texture of the game like raindrops on pad, and Housemark highlights their proprietary Kamos engine, VFX technology pushed further with Unreal 4. The same mm. tech used in Resogun and Next Machina, and I believe it's also was confirmed with like subtitles on the video that it is mm. 4K 60 frames with ray tracing. That is sick. That's that gonna is... look gorgeous. <laughs> they have the first 17 minutes up on IGN. I am trying so hard I... not to look. Same. I am so fucking relieved because this is what IGN had to say. This is just a sentence on Twitter. Nothing too crazy. In the opening hours of Eternal PS5 pulsating combat, myst- oh god, sorry, Mis- <laughs> pulsating combat, mysterious story come together to offer an exciting blend of Hades and the Alien series. The final preview here, jo- uh, Jonathan Dornbush, host of Beyond Podcast, says the preview embargo is up, and I absolutely echo everything from the preview piece so far. I'm really enjoying what House Mark has done. Friend of the show, Blessing Adiole Jr. says, forgot to mention in the preview, the best part of Returnal is that it's a perfect podcast game. And he says, it's a mixture of Kyle. Kyle, are you sitting down? I'm so ready. He says that it's a mixture of what he loves of roguelikes with control and Metroid. Oh, control. All you have to say is control. I'm good. I, Metroid, I'm, I regrettably, don't have a whole lot of history with. But yeah. give me anything that's ending you are close to control, and I am so in. I am I am so relieved. Because this was the one game where, like, it seems like we don't know the final score. Metacritic doesn't matter. But, like, this one definitely seems like it could have been a hit or a miss. Mm-hmm. And it seems like, at least in the preview so far, it's hitting. It's yeah. hitting. And I texted you something out of the blue like I always do. And I'm going to try to do this once a week where I just text you something random. Um, 
I think after this, after Return or after the dust has settled, Sony's going to acquire House Mark. Oh yeah, but without a doubt. But by the end of the summer, absolutely. Oh, I thought we were going to have to put some money down. No, absolutely. I I, I think sooner rather than later. I I think before twenty twenty one is up, House Mark will be a part of PlayStation Studios officially. Yeah, and I think that's the thing that really excites excites me is absolutely. I I want that I want a little romance, okay? Mm-hmm. Before we get to it's kind of the buyouts. It's, I want a little, yeah. you know, it's a dance. Kind, it's kind of how I felt after the whole Xbox and Microsoft buying Bethesda. How yeah, I personally would rather have it feel organic and have the history yep. on that platform. And Bethesda did have that history there, but they were already super well established, and they're just buying the whole thing, not just one studio. Mm-hmm. So, like, when mm-hmm. PlayStation bought Insomniac, that made so much sense because of the history yeah. there. The, the games are, are tied intrinsically to PlayStation, and the same goes with for Housemark. Housemark yeah. and PlayStation go hand in hand. And yeah, it's again, it's a little bit of romance. Yeah. You're getting to kind of dance with Housemark. You're kind of getting to see them grow, watch them grow, have that love affair for that studio. I'm really, I'm banking on it. I really hope this is the case. Same with Insomniac, where sometimes the, 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 the Xbox deals like romance. Does that mean I'm doing it from the front? Like it's, it's, it sometimes just feels like we got money. So I'm just going to buy this thing. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So yeah, I, I'm, I'm hoping this is the case. And listen, I'll let my fanboy flags fly here, but I'm getting excited towards the end of this podcast. Yeah. I'm getting very excited. Also, can safely assume now, yeah. we're not getting a state of play for Returnal. <laughs> no. They actually, there is a three-minute state of play for this game. Um, I think that was like a, like in March, and I, I really thought it was a joke. I'm like, nah, this is not, I think this is a trailer for the state of play, but no, this is indeed... That's that's what they call the state of play. Mm-hmm. So, fantastic. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Again, a little bit of romance. <laughs> Kyle, the last bit of flash news. This is a doozy. I did not. No, oh, we got oh, two I'm more. Sorry. Actually, two more. Two yeah, more. Yeah. This uh, is a this is a doozy. Go for it. Both of these are written by Jason Finelli over at Gamespot. Uh, okay. The first one is. Oh my god, why am I blanking? How do I usually say Ubisoft's name? Ubisoft. Because <laughs> there's always that thing in my brain where is it yeah. Ubi or Ubi? Ubi or Ubi? I, I feel like it's whatever you feel it is. What, in your heart, right? When you see in it? In your heart. Okay. Yeah. Ubisoft announces <laughs> new Assassin's Creed projects, but no new games. The Assassin's Creed's universe is receiving a massive expansion as developer Ubisoft has announced multiple new projects in the highly successful franchise, though none of them involve a new game. Instead, these new AC projects will instead span multiple books, podcasts, and graphic novels. Each new project will fall into one of three categories. Classics, or stories adapted directly from the games. Chronicles, or new stories starring established characters. And Originals, which feature brand new characters and settings. The new project formats will include full novels, Chinese comics called manhuas, I'm sorry if I said that wrong, and podcast dramas with voice actors portraying characters in the story. Partners joining with Ubisoft in this new initiative 
initiative include Asmodee Entertainment through its publishing wing, Aconite Books, Dark Horse, and Viz Media. Some mm. of the specific new projects announced include Assassin's Creed Fragments, a series of young adult novels with the first three book settings as 19th century Japan, 13th century Scotland, and 17th century France, respectively. And Assassin's Creed Blade of Shao Jun, a manga series starring Shao Jun from Assassin's Creed Chronicles China, and a new modern-day protagonist named Lisa. You threw this on me, and I gasped several times. Because <laughs> when you said originals feature, or, or sorry, chronicles featuring stories from established characters. Yeah, man. I think you thought it, I thought it. It's Cassandra. And having her, like, in a podcast form, like, I could just... T- just put the yes. headphones on. Play some Resogun. Listen to uh, not Resogun. Play some uh, uh, Returnal. Like Blessing yeah. United. It's a perfect podcast listening game. Listen to some Cassandra in my ears doing oh badass my things. Goodness. Yeah. Just, yeah. Take me away. She, she just swoons <laughs> me. I've never felt so in love in my life. <laughs> Does that? Uh, is this, this a cool, cool thing for you? Yeah, this is really cool, especially the podcast stuff because I'm not much for like the. Like the serial podcasts, um, but I really do love what like Marvel was doing. There was like a Wolverine podcast that they did um, with uh, the one of the main characters of The Hobbit. Things like Rob Ermitage or something. I butchered okay. that name, and he was Wolverine, and it was really captivating. So like, part of me is like, oh, this is really cool because we're playing with established characters at the same exact time. I know how much so many people want an Assassin's Creed in Japan and they could read this as like a slap in the face of like wow we, we've been dying for a Japanese or even like a Chinese you know mainline Assassin's Creed game and you're just going to relegate these characters to in this setting to comics come on Ubisoft so I, I get it what, I don't what, mind you? it I, I yeah. really like it I'm a sucker for a movie adaptation book uh, I've, I think I've, no joke, read the Kazam book before I watched really? the movie uh, really? back when I was little, and like I bought the Spider-Man prequel novels before the games. Okay. I haven't read them yet, uh, but I'm, I'm a big fan of that. Anything that can expand the universe of these games that I love. Mm-hmm. Like I also picked up a Horizon graphic novel. Uh, I don't right. know where that setting t- before or after the game, but. It's cool where it bridges the gap between sequels and tells you a little bit yeah. more beforehand so you can fall in love with the characters even more. And I, I like think there's even like right now a God of War comic of like yes. how he how the first game starts. Absolutely. Yeah. And so yeah. Um, I, so the fact that they're awesome. doing this with new characters and new settings as well as established ones, I think is really, really cool. Yeah. Yeah. Last but not least, Lee Kyle. Last one. Uh, from Jason Finelli again over at GameSpot. PS5 Share Factory Studio adds HDR support, doubles clip count in new update. The PlayStation blog lays out all the new features coming to Share Factory Studio through the, this new update, including a highly requested increase in both the amount of clips allowed per project and the number of transitions between them. Both clips and transitions have increased by 50 on the main editing track to 199 respectively. Quote, we have been blown away by the creativity and how players were using the app ever since, Stuart Platt, senior producer of Sony Interactive Entertainment, said in the blog post. Since then, we've listened to the PlayStation community's feedback and incorporated ongoing improvements and enhancements to ShareFactory over the years to make the editing experience a smooth one for gamers, end quote. 
The update also allows Share Factory Studio to use HDR screenshots for the first time, while also adding indicators on the editing tracks for HD, 4K, and HDR clips to let the user know what format each clip is using. Videos can also now be created with up to 4K resolution at 60 frames per second and HDR enabled. Music track counts have also been increased to 24, up from 12 in the previous version. Likewise, the number of transitions allowed in track 2 has also increased from 10 to 20. I saw some of this trailer, and it's things that you can do with Share Factory. Already impressive. Like, it's an already really awesome app. Mm-hmm. And to see that, yeah, you can layer these videos as well, like... It being in 4K, like, that's HDR clips. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. So this is just such another win for what is already an awesome app to use. Um, Kyle, do you use the Share Factory app at all? I did a little bit on PS4 with just, like, a stupid little clip. I, I think – actually, no. I used it to trim out, trim down video for when we I was doing a um, – through a, a wrestling Facebook group that I was running and still run the kind of wrestling where we made ourselves in the game and had a tournament and had mm-hmm. like a custom title and everything and had like feuds or whatnot. And we would play online against each other and then upload the clips to YouTube somewhere and made a whole like big pay-per-view out of it. So <laughs> that, awesome. that was the only time I ever used it. And it was super yeah. f- fun then and PS4. And I can't imagine how e- much easier it is to use now on, PS5. Yeah. I I use I actually use the share app all the time. When I'm showing my little like tweets uh, of of like of like my, my shots on Fortnite or something. Yeah. I'm using that clip tool and just seeing how extensive it is and at the same exact time I'm not breaking from my experience is absolutely awesome. And you sh- I've used the share factory app a few times. I'm just like yeah, this is a great evolution of the 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 Share Factory app. I think it's fantastic. It's a great great way to get people into content creation that don't have a you know thousand dollar rig like we do, and um, you know ha- have the backing that we do patreon.com slash psrofium to make these things happen. So this is fantastic. There is though, Kyle. And I want to thank you for jumping in and really putting these notes together. I didn't. Mm-hmm. Give you a shout out in the, in the beginning of the show. Thank you so much for for doing that. Admittedly, but, you were going through some stuff today <laughs> that true, affected the true. both both of us. So I felt like I needed to start pulling my weight a little bit yeah. around here. But you have failed me, Kyle. Why? Because you missed the most important ever. The PlayStation Five has soared past six million units sailed. Uh, at the start of March, marking the PlayStation 5, Kyle, as the fastest selling console of all time. And as at the same exact time, Miles Morales is the number three top selling game of 2021 so far, Kyle. My bad. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, I forgot this too, but that I was, was like scrolling. what, late last week, I think? Yes, I think that was as we published. And it wasn't mm. the. Look, sales is whoop-de-doo, Basil, right? Like, it's awesome to see that the PlayStation 5 is doing, still doing really well, despite, you know, uh, Xbox being a really strong competitor at the gate so far. But the factor that I didn't, I, I, I didn't perceive or didn't expect was just how 
awesome Spider-Man Miles Morales is selling. Like, Miles Morales, in its, what, five, six-month window, has already sold more than The Last of Us Part Two and Ghost of Tsushima at the same exact time. What are your thoughts on the longevity of Miles Morales, Kyle? Is it just simply because, oh, that's what I'm getting with my PlayStation 5? What do you think is a contributing factor to the sales of Miles? Because it seems like every month it's like still in the top five. I think it's, well, I think that's because more people are getting a PS5. Mm. And I think that even though you can play it on your PS4, I think people are waiting to experience that on the best console that they possibly can for the best experience. So why not when you finally pick up the system, at, you pick up Miles for it? Like yeah. it's, a, it's a no-brainer. And I think it has to go along with the fact that it's Spider-Man. I think Spider-Man's the, the key factor here. And Insomniac just absolutely crushing it with these games. Yeah. Um, I simply cannot wait for spider-man 2 whenever that happens like i'm i'm getting that that fever dream or maybe not fever dream is not the right word just the itch to go back and replay all these games again especially from yeah. 2018 like you got and horizon from uh 17 i don't think you're crazy at all kyle because honestly i was thinking the same exact thing like taking a look at miles it looks stunning it looks great like returnal looks great and all but like i keep on thinking yeah what is the next spider-man gonna actually look like because it already looks fantastic Mm -hmm. right now you know it's it's wild it's absolutely wild um that said too i want to just make note here um that PlayStation top, the top 20 games, um, Last of Us, Ghost of Tsushima, MLB The Show, Miles Morales, all of them being on the top 20 games sold. I was trying to look at it through uh, MPD real fast, but it kind of goes to show. Top, top 20 games of, of 2020. That's that's huge numbers. And I think when people ask, why, why isn't PlayStation being competitive with Game Pass? I really do think it shows that they don't they don't have to, right? The games are still selling so extremely well that people are willing to fork over 60, 70 bucks for these games, seemingly no problem. Mm-hmm. And uh, again, also congrats goes to Sushima because wow, it's still it's still doing numbers. Yeah. It's still doing numbers. So I don't know how old yeah. this one is, but According to the 2020 list of top 20 games, uh, Last of Us Part Two is sixth. Ghost of Tsushima is seventh. Wow. Um, Final Fantasy VII Remake was is in tenth, also only mm-hmm. on PlayStation. Mm-hmm. Miles at twelfth, and M will be the show at twenty in eighteenth mm-hmm. spot. So there's five That's... in the top twenty. That is absolutely nuts. So maybe that is a little bit of clarity, like. You know, we could kind of wipe wipe away the Vaseline from the lens for a second, kind of get a focus on what is the maybe the true picture is that maybe both these people have really awesome strategies. Both these companies have really awesome strategies that are going to pay dividends for their consumers. Yeah. And only time will tell. So, again, congratulations, PS5. There's there's a little something here as well, Kyle. New releases. Yeah. So I put this in because it felt like. Today was a big day to announce like games and dates for some mm-hmm. weird reason. So there's three. Um, 
Genshin Impact is getting its PS5 version next week on April 28th. Mm-hmm. For those of you that enjoy that game, get excited, I guess. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, again, weeb over here. I don't know. Uh, yeah, the huh? Great Ace Attorney Chronicles was announced today, which is a collection of two formerly Japan-only 3DS exclusive prequel games to the Phoenix Wright series. Are, is coming to PS4 on July 27th, along with every other place, but I'm just putting the PlayStation consoles now. Because that's all that matters. And now. Tales of Arise, the big RPG that was shown off, I think, on the Xbox E3 stage, um, was delayed last year. It's coming out September 10th. And through that delayed, it was only going to come to PS4, but during that time, they had made it work, and we were getting a next-gen for PS5. Kyle. Joe. Stop right there. What the fuck did you just say? Tales of Arise. Or Arise, if you want to do it. I think in the game, it's Arise or Arise. It's a Japanese role-playing game, Joe. (laughs) It's never normal. It's Tales of Arise. Ah, I'm going to be fancy. Let me be fucking fancy for once. (laughs) There's no accent, Mark. Let me... Be fancy. Can I can I be honest? Tale of Arisa. <laughs> yes. And I'm gonna quote Benji Sales here, friend of the show. Looks dope. Yeah, it and does. I think we're just a couple of weebs, but he shared an awesome clip of like you fighting this boar and you're doing all some types of crazy teleportation like going on and you do this cool swipe where just the field of the brush just goes inflamed. And just the the particle effects from the flames, from the slashes, just looks fucking yeah. awesome, Kyle. The fact that it's... Uh, he also has something else. Um, oh, the, according to Benji, it says September 9th, so it may, mm. maybe the other side I had it wrong. Uh, will be enhanced on PS5 and Xbox Series X and S. 4K graphics mode and 60 frames per second performance mode. And DualSense support. Um, mm. Again, the fact that they delayed it, and during that time made a next-gen version of this game work and be a thing is pretty incredible. So shout-out to the Tales developers. That's awesome. Mm. Mm. Kyle? Joe? Tales of Arise. Yeah. It's so... It looks fantastic. It sounds fancy. September, though, that's that's really far away. It is. You know what's right here? You know what's right here in front of us? Mm. MLB The Show 21. And the conversation around this game in the beginning of this month, oh my god, it's coming to Game Pass. Yeah. Oh my goodness gracious. Hold your horses. This is this is it. This is the end all be all. Everybody tells me this is the greatest sports game ever made, Kyle. That that the angels creep or uh, 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 weeped and the angels cried or whatever. Okay. The this angels creeping be- behind you. <laughs> exactly. This is supposed to be the end all be all. But Kyle, yeah. it's only a 77 on Metacritic. Yeah. So now the reviews are out. And you know what? They say the game's okay. Uh-huh. It's not the most amazing thing. Mm-hmm. This game for years have gotten 80s, sometimes high 80s. Mm-hmm. The PlayStation Shield's finally over, Kyle. <laughs> we now see what the PlayStation games, once they get X- on Xbox, everybody hates them now. Right, Kyle? <laughs> Right? No. I'm not going the, I'm not with you on this one. Here's the thing. You're the real fan. Jokes aside. Yeah. You're the real fan here. Uh-huh. There's nobody that loves MLB the show 
like you do. Or maybe Matt Piscatella. (laughs) I think he's the one person. Maybe. And Ryan McCaffrey. I think think we're up there. Okay. You're on the top three. Yes. (laughs) How are you enjoying the game? Let's first start with the gameplay. Yeah. How's the gameplay of the show? How does it evolve from the previous iterations? So, to be 100% honest with you, not a whole lot. It is. Okay. It is very much what the show has been doing forever. It is. It, it is very tight gameplay. The pitching is, is this pretty much the same as your. I use meter pitching. I cannot do the new pinpoint pitching, which has you use the right stick to go back in your in your um, your motion and do an arm motion to throw the pitch out, and it has it tracks the. Oh my God, Kyle, speak. Tracks the motion of no, the right video thumbstick. Video watchers got it. Audio versions didn't. I was distracting the hell out of you with my stuff. No, it's fine. Continue. It's uh, so like the the tracking of the right stick to pitch. I, I don't like that mode. I tried it out. Mm-hmm. Not a fan. Uh, so, okay. but the gameplay looks good uh, or, or feels pretty much the same. Uh, more emphasis on like on a- exit velocity, how hard you hit the ball. Uh, my one big. My one big gripe with this, and I don't know okay. if it's I'm just very rusty. I can't hit for shit on harder difficulties. Okay. I can't do it. Even on veteran or, or like dynamic, which has you as you play, it will level up your difficulty to, oh, based on that. your on your ability. There's a certain point between veteran and all star, which is basically like medium and like hard. Mm-hmm. Where it's impossible to time the ball, and I had a really awful time. You saw if you watch me stream it on Twitch.tv slash PS Trophy Room on uh, pre-release day on, on uh, Friday the sixteenth. I was not having fun. I was mm-hmm. happy playing the show. I was happy to finally have it in my hands, but it was so hard for me to hit the ball, and that's because the time. There's something off with the timing there. I don't know what it is, but everything mm-hmm. else around that. I'm really digging the presentation wise. Okay. The modes are filled. There's so much to do here. Home run derby, the retro mode, which is fantastic. That's back. Um, March to October, which is really cool where you could pick a a team and play a season with you trying to get them to win the world series. Mm. And it will sim every couple of games, depending on how well you're doing. Um, And you get to either play as only one player to receive a boost for that player so they can do well in the season or you can make trades and call people up and do boosts that way like it's very cool i've never played that mode before that's been in i think in last year or two years ago it was introduced Mm -hmm. i really dig that a whole lot um and the cool thing about that is once you finish it it's not one and done you can then continue with that team in franchise mode and continue with all the moves you made and the trades and the team you built that won a championship or did not and mm-hmm. continue to build and bring it into franchise mode, which I, I really, really dig. But the, the awesome. one thing MLB The Show does um, this year and in years past, I didn't really notice it too much because I'm very much in Road to the Show, which the improvement 
improvements there are really cool with like the podcasters talking about you as you're playing. Yes, that was really cool. And like they're, it's actually like a podcast. Like they're yeah, not, it's a real podcaster that yeah. does podcasts about baseball. They're and, not like in game either. It's like they're actually recording yeah. in studio. And along cool. with like MLB legends and people that played the game. Um, mm-hmm. Jenny Finch also shows up, who's like a, uh, one of the best oh. softball players of all time. I'll pretend like I know who that is. <laughs> uh, but yeah, the, the, that stuff's cool. Uh, way more grindy than it's ever mm. been because they have the ball player, universal ball player thing. Yeah. Where you can take that ball player and use it in Diamond Dynasty mode and Road to the Show. You can no mm. longer carry over your saves and continue your your career from previous ones, which is a bummer. I was going to say that there has been some critiques on road to the show. Yes. From what I've seen, that's where the negativity lies. Do yeah. you see why? Absolutely. And is that, and is that why then it's, it's it, that negativity is there? Absolutely. It's, it's that also, it's very hard to level up. It is as grindy as it's ever been. Mm. And I'm not a fan. I'll, I'll get to it later. Cause Catherine asked a, a very fun question, okay. but it road to the show. It took me a long time to get called up, and mm. it made zero sense because I was mm. killing it down there. But yeah. um, and the, as far as like the next gen features, I didn't really dig too much into Stadium Creator. It was very over my head and very time consuming. I just really wanted to play. Um, gotcha. Dual Sense, it's there a little bit. Not fully. Like when you hit the ball perfectly, it will rumble and give you a sensation. Like. That's a no doubter. Either home run, extra base hit, it's whatever. There yeah. has been a couple times where I'm playing with that, or I get a perfect hit, and I get that rumble, and it's still an out, or it's a foul mm. ball. I'm like, that's weird. If it's perfect timing, it shouldn't be a foul ball. So it's still a little wonky here and there. Um, but Diamond Dynasty is the big focus, like it always is. That's their ultimate team mode where you buy cards uh, of players and build your team and play against others. And it is all tied with that. You used to be able yeah. to use stubs in game currency to upgrade your Road to the Show player. And that's what I would do because I've grinded through this mode for a decade plus. I don't want to <laughs> grind anymore. I want to make it to the majors and break records and become a Hall of Famer. You yeah. can no longer do that. Um, you have to use stubs to buy cards and, and equip um, hats, sleeves, shin guards, uh special cleats, different bats to get a tribute boost so you can do oh, better. Oh, that's stupid. So there are I'm like sorry, RPG loadouts for like if you want to be a slugger yeah. in this game or you want to get on base, you want to be speedy. Field. It's a little silly, a little too yeah. much. Um, but Diamond's Dynasty is cool. Everything you do, you earn rewards, you earn packs. It's cool opening up packs and seeing what players you get. I'm mm-hmm. really digging playing like single moments from the season already. They're like, hey, this guy just threw a no-hitter last week. Play mm. the game and do the same, and if you do, you'll get a pack of cards, or oh, you'll, that's awesome. you'll gain um, a card, a special card of his from that moment. That is the only way you can get that card. Mm. Um, and there, there, it, it is really cool if you really dig that. Um, but the servers have been a mess. I think that's because okay. of the Xbox, and everyone's playing on Game Pass. Boo. I, Boo. It's just like they they have more players than they ever <laughs> had before because of the Game yeah. Pass. Yeah, and I, I just, when are they going to figure out to really 
work on the servers because Outriders right. had the same issue, right? Yeah. The servers were trash because everyone played because the game pass, which is fantastic, right. but like you should know it's coming. So why not yeah. bolster that up a little bit? <laughs> yeah, that's all I'm saying. Okay. I love watching you gush about. I love uh, the show. I'm gonna be the show. Absolutely, love it. I every year it's it's a it's a treat. If it's not nominated like this year, by the way. For a game award for best sports game, I'm gonna I'm gonna be very upset. <laughs> yes, it's a 77 on Metacritic or whatever, but it's still better than almost all the other sports games. So K Grim writes in. Hope you guys are enjoying the nice weather. I wish I was, K Grim. <laughs> I wish I was Tim Apple. Looking forward to this week's show. I hope you get it on Apple Podcasts. Tim Apple. My question would be about MLB the show. After playing this year's, uh, 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 this game, uh, sorry, after playing this year's game on PS5, would you say that they made a big jump from PS4 to PS5 with visuals and gameplay? The downloading rosters for franchise is becoming a pain because of the patch. Oh, the patch has not yet fixed that issue. For gamers like myself with MLB The Show, I tend to love whatever they give me each year because of how much I love baseball. But would you consider this a big improvement or somewhat of a failure for MLB The Show 2021? So, like I said, as far as gameplay-wise, it's not a huge upgrade. Okay. Um... But visuals, I can, I, I like it. Um, okay. I love the lighting. The lighting is where you'll you'll see it. Yeah. And and there's really cool details of depending on where you play, like you'll see birds flying over center field, like way in the distance, like mm-hmm. little tiny things that are that are cool that really bring the whole. Yeah, you freaked together. out because you saw a plane fly. Over oh my now. god, the plane flying over City Field where the Mets play—that's a thing that happens because it's right by Laguardia and and wait, Laguardia or JFK? It's one of those two. One of the two. Yeah. Whatever. Uh, but it, it's cool that it's in there, and as it passes, you also hear the plane flying overhead. So it's not just like a a plastic plane flying overhead. Mm-hmm. Um, it's re- so the visuals. Could be a little bit better, especially with the player models. They do just look a little shinier than okay. they were. They're not like the NBA 2K player models, which are fantastic. Right. Um, but hopefully, I think that also has to do with it's a first year on a new gen. I think they're still kind of playing around with that. It is an annualized game. Every year, they have to pump one out. Yeah. So by two years' oh. time, it would be fantastic. Original thought by me and nobody else that I'm taking for the purpose of this show. Um, a lot of people don't understand. I think this is an annualized game that has been worked on, I think, primarily since the pandemic. Yeah. Yeah. And so to see this game come out at all is a shock. Mm-hmm. But at the same exact time, that doesn't take away from the misgivings or what if you don't think this looks as great or doesn't hold up as... Do you think, just like the little bit of a benefit of doubt, or at least knowledge walking in, do you really think, though, this is going to be worth your Game Pass admission or, and or your 60 bucks right now? Or do you think people can hold off till next year? Ooh. I think if you're jonesing for a baseball game, it is 100% worth it. There, okay. there are some people that have asked me, like, I don't play baseball games. I'm not a baseball fan. Should I try right. it? And to that point, I would say probably no. I would watch people stream it and yeah. see if it's your kind of thing just because of how 
real life sim it really gets. Like I mentioned with like the timing of hitting. That can mm-hmm. be extremely frustrating if you don't play a baseball game and you're not hitting the ball, you're just striking out every time. Mm-hmm. But there are ways that are not like super user friendly, but you can go in the menus and make it very arcadey. You just won't mm-hmm. be earning something that's real stupid. I understand why they did it, but if you move the sliders to do like you just want to hit bombs and just hit for crazy right crazy average whatever you can move the sliders up for contact and power all the way up high but it will disable xp progress so Mm. you won't be able to earn xp and get those packs for diamond dynasty and get those cards or stubs or whatever so it's a little bit of a bummer there um you have to play on the default settings to earn xp in that regards so yeah that sucks do you get bonuses if you like Make it harder for yourself? Like to- You do earn better okay. XP if it's on harder difficulties, yes. Right. Hide Doors asked this question about MLB The Show. This question is for Kyle. Hi, my darling. Hello. Why the hell did you beat MLB <laughs> The Show so quickly? I get you like the game a lot and want to consume all the content, but wouldn't you want to savor it a little longer? Now that you've earned the glorious platinum, is there anything else for you to do, or does it earn a permanent spot on your shelf fantastic question um yes i am a madman uh <laughs> and i was not expecting to go super hard for the platinum okay. i noticed that the trophy list was very easy to do mm. there so if you are a, a person that loves the show and wants to go for the platinum it is 100 percent doable there okay. there are i think four or five trophies that if you uh finagle uh, the rosters and play the best MLB team versus the worst minor league team in an exhibition game and use those sliders, you can get four or five of them in one game. Um, hmm. So you can do it that way. You can get the home run. I think you have to hit a total of a hundred home runs. You can do that in one home run derby if you want to with eight people. Hmm. Uh, the only grindy ones are road to the show, which is getting called up to the major leagues, which took me five seasons joe <laughs> five seasons i did not play all every game during those five seasons i simmed right. a lot of it because i was super frustrated but the reason i wasn't getting called up because there was a major league baseball player above me that was better than me and they blocked me from being called up not even like on the mm-hmm. bench or whatever so then they traded me to a team where I, okay great maybe i'll make it there i'm not on the mets that sucks guess what blocked there too and then i got traded again and then this team's like you know what you're blocked would you like to change your position sure i'll become a first baseman what do they do they trade for a better first baseman in the major league so i'm blocked again wow. get released wow. re-sign with the mets as a first baseman now <laughs> not even the position i want to play and then finally after two more seasons i get called up so that mm. is that kind of stuff sucked that's the worst trophy in this if you're mm. not into the grindy things but i enjoy and will be the show so much. And I saw that there was only one person with the platinum on Sunday night. I'm like, mm. I am real close. Let me really just grind for it. And because of that road to the show bullshit, I am now only the fourth person in the world to get the, the platinum. Damn I could have been Kyle. two. You could have been two. Could have been two. Uh, but I'm Damn. still going to be playing it. I'm really, I don't touch Diamond Dynasty really ever. But because mm. of the rewards and the cool looking cards design. I'm really playing those a lot the last couple of days, and I will eventually, once my anger and rage simmers down from Road to the Show, 
I will go back and continue my career in that. I I'll, I play Emblem of the Show throughout the year. Ooh. Like it's it's my go. It's your it's my Fortnite to you. Okay. <laughs> that, okay. This is what this game is for me. No, it's awesome. And do you at the at the end of the day, do you see why the Metacritic is where it is? Are Absolutely. you upset? Do you do you want to burn Metacritic to the ground? Absolutely not. I I I get where the score is at. Honestly, I do. I understand. Burn it down, Joe. <laughs> Go ahead. I want to just listen. I don't want to. I want to break the wheel. All right. <laughs> I'm tired. Every time a new game comes out, we have this talk of Metacritic. Yes. I, and like somehow it matters. Even Sony cares about it. Like enough with it. I just want to play and enjoy my games. And honestly, I like these conversations that we have because like I honestly get like, you know, baseball isn't for me, but like seeing your love, your passion for it, your knowledge for it. That's why I, I, I tune in. So that said, we have some questions and I want to save some of them for the post show over at patreon.com slash PS trophy room. I got, I got one. That wanna I wanna get over here. So welcome to the Sony Pony Express again. Yeah. You can send your questions over to PS Trophy Room on Twitter or the Trophy Room Discord server. This week was fantastic, Kyle. So many questions, yet so little time. This one though, I feel attacked, Griffin West. Yes. He writes. I took this Mr. from Twitter because I knew I had to get on the show. <laughs> Mr. Badbit. Why must you spend approximately 20% of every episode talking about Bloodborne 2 when you haven't played the Old Hunters DLC. Are you telling me the guy who ever talks about Bloodborne hasn't actually finished Bloodborne? You must answer for your crimes. First off, that's such a gotcha question. I'm being blackmailed by Sony. That's what's going on. Okay, I can't give in the deets. Griffin, no. your money's in in your PayPal account. <laughs> <laughs> Honest to goodness, when Old Hunters came out, it's the same like what we talked about Horizon just a little bit ago. Yeah. Came in during the holiday release, and it just got lost on me. And I think I remembered, I was like, oh, I should play it when I was planning uh, Bloodborne. But I honestly, God, I had no idea how to get to that DLC or what I needed to do. So once you beat Bloodborne... Sounds like a design flaw in the game, if you ask me. You shut your beautiful fucking (laughs) mouth. I beat that game three times. I was just like, I'm gonna step away and wait for the PS5 version. Walk in and I'll, I'll, you know, I'll I'll do it when, when I get that 60 FPS. So you tell me why PlayStation makes such an immaculate game. Such a beautiful game. It doesn't even give us... Pe- Puts it on the PlayStation Plus collection, Griffin. And then just says, you know what? 60 FPS, who really needs it? You tell me. Because honestly, I've had enough. <laughs> <laughs> thank you, Griffin. Let's, thank you so much, Griffin. Um, let's get one more in there. One more. Okay. This one comes from TPR. Yo, Kyle. Joe, in spirit of the legacy content from PS3 and Vita Store Reversal, what are your guys' best recommendations on PS2 classics? I'm going to go back to the console's library for an interim before I get a PlayStation 5 for realsies. I have Ico. I played uh, SOTC. Shadow of the Colossus. 
Thank you. On PS4, the real fan over here. The original Ratchet trilogy, the original Jack trilogy, Hell yeah. Metal Gear Solid 2 and 3, the original Sly games on my list. I'm sure I'm missing quite a few must plays. Any idea? And for the record, I have everything I just listed. I haven't played before. PS3 was my first PlayStation, so I'm completely in the dark when it comes to the PS2 library. Oh boy. Griffin, here's the thing. I'm kind of right there with you. I love the PS2. The PS2 was the system where my friends came over and we're playing. Yeah. So I remember, I think, one of the Call of Duties playing on PS2, if I'm not mistaken. Maybe that was Big Red 1. But PlayStation 2 was a weird one because I had your Ratchets. I had your Jack and Daxters. I had, um, my brother had Metal Gear Solid. Uh, but I didn't get to be crazy. Like, one of the series that I'm desperate to go back to is the original Sly games. Hell like, yeah. I know there's so much love there that I really want to try those games out. And I am desperate for Metal Gear Solid 2 and 3. Like, either remake, remaster, whatever have you. I really want to play those games and fall in love with them. Because I remember playing Snake Eater on PS2 going, what the fuck is going on and i can't wait to be a 30 year old male playing that game and going what the fuck (laughs) is going on so kyle what are your best recommendations this is your home turf i will say also for vita owners you can play the Mm. sly cooper games on vita there is a collection out there but ps3 sly 3 is download only and that download code is dunzos i think oh but hey the store isn't closed anymore so Maybe. Okay. Maybe. Okay. Uh, yeah, PS2... I'm going to see if it's an easy plan as well. Let me see if it's yeah. if, if there's actually platinums. Uh, PS2 is uh, some of my favorite memories. That's when I really... PS1, yeah, I got a lot of really cool games, and I had a lot of great experiences with that, but PS2, I really dove in and bought like as much as I possibly can. Not all of them are mm-hmm. great. I will f- firmly admit, <laughs> but some, some that I think are overlooked... Um, Dark Cloud, uh, mm-hmm. did not play two, but I, I have it on my PlayStation. Uh, oh. Dark Cloud's fantastic. If you like, if you like a d- good dungeon crawler, uh, mm-hmm. where you're going through dungeons and, and clearing them out, you're saving the townspeople, and then when you come out of the dungeons, you get to and you have to listen to the townspeople that you saved and position their housing and stuff just in the right way to earn special items. So mm-hmm. it is kind of like the it's not Animal Crossing. Maybe it is. What's the other, like... Harvest Moon? Maybe. Where okay. where you have to put the everyone's houses and stores in the exact right spot to get a 100% happiness rating kind of thing. Okay. Um, Maybe that is Harvest Moon. Yeah. I, Eddie, all those, like, those type of sim games, I ain't down for it, but continue. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Other PS2. I mean, you can play this also on your Vita and on... PS4, but Final Fantasy X is one of my mm. favorites. Mm. Um, shout out to Squaresoft's back when they were Squaresoft still. Mm-hmm. Shout out to the Bouncer. <laughs> Do you remember the Bouncer? <laughs> the hype I, over that game and it being not great, but it's fun I, to look back on. <laughs> I remember. So the reason why I never even touched the Bouncer was my best friend Connor at the time, his brother Ryan who was a major dick, 
would not shut up about Bouncer and got into fights with us because every time we wanted to use a PS2, he's like, no, I'm going to play the Bouncer. And they'd get into fights, man. And they were ugly. It was ugly fights. I, and I was just like, I'm a uh, guest in your home. <laughs> I remember being blown away over the graphics in this game. And now looking up screenshots, I'm like, man, that is, we've come a long way. We've come a long way. Uh, the bouncer just for, just for fun. Cause I believe that was like a launch game where it's one of okay. them. Um, uh, Freedom Fighters is a cool game. Mm-hmm. Third person shooter kind of game where you are in, I believe, New York City, uh, taking on a, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Invading country. Kind of like okay. a, um, oh my god. Red Dawn? Yeah, Red Dawn, her yeah. home front for the, you know, uh, Shadow Hearts Covenant is another great RPG. Can I talk? Can I say something that like legitimately it gets overlooked because it was supposed to be the Halo killer and it wasn't? The original Killzone is such a fun game. Mm. It's too it's dark a, for my. It's like I don't like the. Sure, the but I loved like the local multiplayer in that. Again, me and my friend Connor, my friend Ruben, and Dave would come over and we would just fight each other and get into all sorts of fights. Over Killzone, so oh. I have a lot of fun um, or, or My God. fun memories, but really memorable. I can't believe I forgot about these, Joe. I yeah. just looked up a list real quick because I'm—I know I'm forgetting some big heavy hitters. Uh, Grand Theft Auto Three and Vice City and San Andreas, <laughs> um, yep. Resident Evil Four, which we'll be talking mm-hmm. about. That is that was on PS2 at some point. It's true. God of War One and Two. Two was oh the last yes. like major PS2 game before PS3. Yep. You have Rockstar's Bully, which is one of my favorite Rockstar games. Have you ever played Bully? No. I believe that's a PS2 classic on PSN that you can play on yes. your PS4 or whatever. I, there's nothing but love I hear for, about Bully. Again, we're we're I'm this is preteen Joe we're talking sure. about here. Yeah. You know, I got zits and acne. <laughs> uh, the Devil May Cry games on PS2 again. Devil you can have Yep. collection uh the prince of persia games trilogy on psu are classics again games i always wanted my mom was like nah get a job hippie dragon quest 8 one of the best rpgs ever made kingdom hearts if you want to play it on psu <gasps> oh my god how can i forget oh, uh, oh say what you want say what you want about kingdom hearts that soundtrack slapped. Oh, yeah. Kingdom Hearts 2, yeah. when you're fighting, like, the 50 Heartless, but, like, it looks like an army, you're like, oh, my God. How am I getting over this hump? That was awesome. Continue. Uh, Beyond Good and Evil. Um, right. The SXX trilogy. The good ones. Tricky yep. 3. Yep. Uh, the original. You have... Um, time Splitters. Oh, my God. Time yeah. Splitters. Th- this is why the road to greatness. Another last plug for Patreon. Guitar Hero, is, if you can find a PS2. Don't sh- Guitar Hero Two is the best. Guitar Ooh, Hero Two three. is the mm, not even close. Mm. But all that remains is also on Guitar Hero Three. Hell yeah! But Hell Guitar yeah. Hero Two, I did, I do think had six from all that remains, and some really good Avenge songs as well on there. Um, and I think they had. Do they have Disturb? Ooh, ah. Maybe. Okay. But yeah, no, Guitar Hero 2. Uh, Just a couple more that I'm seeing that I need to shout out. Uh, Burnout. The Burnout racing games are the best. 
and they are mm-hmm. best on PS the PS2 era. Those games are awesome. Another another Connor memory right there for sure. <laughs> Uh, I'm a guest in your home. <laughs> Why are we yelling about there was burnout? One more, like Tony Hawk's Pro Skater Four. Why'd you just shrug at Tony Hawk Pro Skater? Because I prefer one and two over okay. those Psychonauts okay. as a PS2 version. I have nothing. I don't know if SOCOM works anymore, but SOCOM <gasps> on PS2 were great. Dude, the SOCOM on PSP, fantastic. Yeah, and so- sh- shout yeah. out to Soul Calibur Two. One of the best fighting games ever. Did the PS2 version have Yoda? I believe the PS2 version had Yoda and Hiachi (laughs) on Sony and Link on Xbox. No, no, no. Link is Nintendo. Nintendo, yeah, yeah. Duh. And then Spawn Spawn was on Xbox because they're just like, who the fuck gives a shit about the original Xbox, you know? Yeah, yeah. And then, uh, you know, little Joe cared. Little Joe cared. Yeah, but though. Spawn was too scary. PS2 has a wealth of games. You can. Yeah. You can't go wrong. Remember the shooter Black? Yes, w- w- was supposed to like tout like the best sounds and destruction mm-hmm. of guns mm-hmm. in, in a game, and not really loving it when I played it. <laughs> <laughs> Me loving it because I was a dumb kid and I was shooting stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Also, the Punisher game, I believe, as well as on PS2. This was dumb. Yeah, yeah. That said, Kyle, that's all we got for the trophy room this week. And can I just say? This is the best episode to maybe come out on an Apple podcast. Only time will tell. Right? Great, yeah. Apple, this you want fantastic. this one on your service. Yeah, Tim Apple, just get over our grudge for a Forget time, your okay? new Apple TV remote. Yeah. I'm telling you, what's going to sell phones <laughs> is this episode right here. This episode right here. Get on. Okay? It. Yeah. I was about to buy an iPad yesterday. An iPad, Tim <laughs> Apple. Thank God I held my cash because you know what? What you're doing to the to the Apple App Store, whatever the Apple Podcast Store, you should be ashamed. To make up for it, we're hosting Get the next on. Apple Keystone event. I think that's a bad idea for us, but yes. <laughs> what are we gonna What are we gonna show off? Have you seen Have you seen those Keystone or whatever events? No. Keynote addresses. No. The, it's, you're pretty much following this dot around the Apple campus, which is a beautiful design campus. And at the same exact time, you just smell how pompous and full of shit. Mm. All these like, how excited are you about this new iPad? How really excited are you about this? Yeah. How, how much faster really is it? How many more pixels can you get in that camera? Do we really need a five minute thing about a purple iPhone that looks really cool? Maybe. Do we really need like, an advertisement for a like literally I lost my keys. It's a find my little <gasps> widget. Do I lose my keys and do I need one? Yes. Is it only thirty bucks? Yes. Am I gonna probably get one? <laughs> yeah. That's not the point. Get us on Apple Podcasts. And I'll continue to buy your stuff. <laughs> Ted Lasso's coming out. I can't wait. I can't wait. That's been the trophy room, a PlayStation podcast. Kyle Take it away. Is there anything you'd like to spotlight, sir? Sure. Uh, you can, I'll spotlight myself, Mr. Kasep, on Twitter and on PSN. You can follow all of my coverings of indie games and indie or our podcasts that we do about indie games and just bullshitting with friends over at 61indie.com, 61indie on Twitter, twitch.tv slash 61indie, and youtube.com slash 61indie. I believe uh, 
Last week I talked about, or two weeks ago, I talked about the interview we had with Jed Shepard about his new horror game, Ghosts. This past week on our YouTube channel, we put up a conversation with Kyle Kyle Seeley, developer of the Emily's Away series uh, for Emily's Away 3 that just came out, which is a nostalgia game about a high school romance all through an old school Facebook Facebook just from the beginning and he created his own youtube page with classic clips it is so good um so go check out that interview with kyle and all the indie stuff over there because we got a big indie cast episode coming up this weekend go check that over there you can check out this show on podcast services the likes of spotify google Podcasts, tune in amazon music Stitcher. iHeartRadio. That was a pregnant pause. Maybe iTunes. Your grandmama's hand-cranked radio. Maybe <laughs> Apple Podcasts. Walkmans. Maybe on your iPhone. Maybe. But just maybe. And when we get it up uh, and running back on Apple Podcasts, please rate us five stars as well. It really does help us out. It really does help grow this show. It gets people's eyes to the channel, gets us uh, people viewing the content. So please, it really does help us out. Support us on Patreon financially. It really does help us. It really does keep the lights on. And with all that said, with all that out of the way, you can find this show over at PS Trophy Room on Twitter, at Mr. Badbit for myself on Twitter. Keep your wits about you. Keep hunting. And keep playing PlayStation. Love you. Be safe. Black Lives Matter. <laughs>